Although, it, what's wait, the clapping in the Is background? that bothering you? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's the seven o'clock clap for the healthcare workers and the salsa music that they put on here. Oh, okay. It's like turns into like a rooftop block party. I like, I could, I'll try. Oh, okay. Just put that's, yourself no, on mute while Shai does the intro. Okay, I'll just put myself on mute. It'll go away. They don't, they don't do it for more than like the half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where my family connects virtually, which I feel like we were ahead of the game on because because the whole world is now connecting virtually, but we've been all over this for a while. Becky, how are you doing in Berkeley? I'm great. Today I'm great, I have to say. Um, I slept in increments last night of one and a half to two hours. Well, that's good. That's Feeling good. really good. Made a double batch of pumpkin waffles this morning um and feeling feeling pretty good a little delirious but but overall doing well all right lily how are you doing i'm good your son I is am... playing with transformers that i bought him how he are did. the transformers going over and what are their names <laughs> and personalities they both made my life extensively better because he has not left the house in 24 days and when i say house i mean apartment so the fact that like he's gotten these incredible uh transformers from the 80s right like these dinosaur transformers like to him dino it's like bots, a robot the dinobots it's, it's like a dream come true for him. Dinosaur and Grim robot rock. together. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they're also extremely di- not made for children, obviously. In the 80s, they didn't make the toys for the children because <laughs> it is so difficult to use and like transform that he also gets super frustrated because he's only four. So it's like well, the best ever. And also he like makes me like, he's like, call you shy all the time. <laughs> to like well, have our, our, tutorials. Our, our guest, Josh, returning, returning champion, family member uh, is back. And I'm sure Josh, you had Transformers, right? I did, but I just wanted to chime in and say uh, what Lily, you just made me think of was one of my favorite all time Saturday Night Live skits where they do kids. There's a kid's toy company and it's like, and now Johnny Switchblade and Bag of Glass. Oh yeah, that was a yeah. um, uh, that was a Dan Aykroyd skit with Jane Curtin. I think. Well, he got his finger like caught in one of the Transformers and like couldn't get it out yesterday. And I was like, da- my dad turned around and he's like, "Are these are these for children?" I was like, "The '80s was a dangerous time, Dad. I don't know." I mean, we figured. I had like out one Transformer. Transformer. Yeah, you didn't strike me as a Transformers kid. I had a bunch, but I never had these. The ones that Ari has are the the original three Dinobots, and I got him ones from the '80s. So they're made of like metal and lead, and have like <laughs> real dinosaur teeth in them. Oh my god, I'm not listening like to one... anything you guys are talking about. I'm literally just texting instead of having this conversation. Okay, okay. And then we have Josh. Josh is back. Josh is here to talk about some very important things. We all watched Bloodshot. We were going to watch Downhill, and then I yelled, abort, abort, after I saw it. Wait a minute. I feel like you yelled abort, then said, watch it, so I'm not no, the only one that watched it. And now you're questions. doing like a double take abort, like 
you wa- you asked me a lot of questions that defined whether or not you were going to watch it. The, and then the truth is I was going to watch it no matter what because I it was a movie I was so excited to see. I have been excited to see this since they were in production, and I needed to see it for my own eyes. Even going into it, I said, no, 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 this is just we- shy being um, – like try just being like a We're snob not, Becky, he doesn't I know want to you, expand I, I, his Becky, mind Lily you missed the part where Becky was so anxious that she's going to get interrupted that she started doing all of her downhill stuff before the show started and now she's getting it in again <laughs> I'm not getting Gosh, it I'm just saying how, that's why I watched that it that poor girl's brain is like right. literally short circuiting just give her a break <laughs> Josh, how are you doing? And we can't start a show with you without knowing what your latest complaints are. I feel like if you ever were going to have complaints, Josh, it's now. Uh, This is the time. So how am I doing? Let's say I'm okay because I slept in, but I literally have so many cleaning products that I'm cleaning the cleaning products with more cleaning products. I'm literally about about to make my own like Home Clorox bleach Lysol spray. This is what <laughs> yep. it's come to. You're do- that means you're doing quarantine I'm like, right. I'm like doing Breaking Bad Alchemy in my garage trying <laughs> to make Lysol spray. <laughs> but you know what? I can't find a freaking empty bottle at Target to deliver. So I don't know where it's going to go. It's just going to get poured into a bucket, slowly used, and I don't know. Kids are just going to go over, like, punch and, like, scoop stuff out and rub it on their hands. Like trash juice. Do you know how many types of Swiffers there are? (laughs) And, and, And literally, I quote you, this is the quote from Danielle to the kids last night. Don't you guys feel so much uh, stress relief now that your rooms are clean? And the kids are like, uh, yeah. (laughs) That's the definition of leading the witness. Yeah, Yeah, that's absolutely right. That is that is that is the typical because I'm all about being efficient during this time and doing what like needs to be done and uh, cleaning my room. If I were a kid right now, I will say that if I were a kid right now, my room would be uninhabitably filled with like. (laughs) <laughs> toys and garbage and i would have played every video game until the end by now <laughs> i definitely would that's why play. i'm on a phone call because samson is on like xbox live playing like a zoom <laughs> google meet with friends playing <laughs> madden using all the internet that is in the entire greater lehigh valley right which is that makes sense if you're struggling with your internet <laughs> samson's using all of it so uh, yeah and danielle was on, uh, yeah um, so I'm going to add to my complaint by saying not only am I doing alchemy with like a mix of Drano and Clorox, but I'm also <laughs> watching TV and seeing Clorox ads. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not so, fair. So you're, you're a marketing expert. Um, what, what's your take? You know, the, it seems like there's a fine line between people like – getting on top of this like now i'm on instagram and there are are people there are everyone even like fish fans are selling me fish designed uh masks masks. like it feels like a little uncouth at a certain point like i can't the shouldn't they be giving them bombardment is a little offensive as uh, i find that that a little offensive but i'm all for marketing in general also none of these masks are actually effective and I read way too much about this. So, um, I don't know. So I got an email this morning with like, print your logos on the new masks. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, and it was a picture of a, a Buffalo Wild Wings mask. Come on. 
<laughs> it feels, but I, but I am all for like general marketing. Like people still have to eat and consume. I'm like, you know, people still are buying things. They're and, just buying and, them differently. And and innovate and and you know, like cool things will come from it if people if people come up with nifty ideas during this time. Um, yeah. Well. well um, speaking of nifty ideas, back in the 90s, when Josh and I collected comics, among the niftiest ideas ever was the creation of the Valiant Comics universe. Lily, why am I telling you all about the Valiant Comics universe right now? Well, first of all, it's not fair for Becky to interrupt this broadcast with like a <laughs> naked baby of hers, like so deliciously shown on the screen. Like, it's just not fair. She is the cutest. This baby. is better than the podcast. Becky yeah, has so it's a like very tough. cute baby. Very cute. Becky, Becky also obviously has her own agenda here. <laughs> She's <laughs> like clearly doing her own show. But um, why are you telling me this? Because I get a text that says, guys, like with a screenshot of, I guess, um, iTunes or something, that is like Bloodshot is out. Like they, I think because I obviously didn't fully read anything after Bloodshot. It, I just like get the idea that you were saying that it, maybe it was released directly because it couldn't be in the theaters because of It was the in the theaters for like a day and then it went to the... So they used the excuse of the quarantine because nobody went to see it. So then they, <laughs> they were like, oh, this we is... We can dodge that bullet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, genius. We'll just I, I just want to say that if the Hobbs and Shaw minute-long preview was the best movie of last year, the Bloodshot Instagram previews are literally, it's like the Razzie Awards for bad previews. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't see the previews, so that's a good point. That probably would have been a... There, I will say, it wouldn't help. I will say, as a guy who read the comic book, and I liked it, it was, it was a good um, intro comic for the Valiant Universe because it was a pretty straightforward character. He was this superhuman mercenary with nanites in his blood. The, the stories weren't very Nanites, because that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah I mean... I, if you read those comics, it, it is. It sounds plausible. Nanobots, nanites, whatever it was. It was a great intro. I think Josh and I both have Bloodshot number one, the original Chromium cover, Bloodshot number one. It was sold with this very, like, it had never been done before, I don't think. It was this, like, hologram type of 3D cover. And uh, and it was, it was, but I will say, in terms of marketing it, I don't think they could have done a worse job. Right, like I, I wasn't sure how they could market this thing, but every commercial was was a different. Some gave the plot away entirely, and others gave nothing away and just made it seem like a really funny sort of action movie. Everything about the commercials led me to believe that no one should go see this movie, and I was already a built-in member of the audience. That's a, that's a problem. <laughs> I agree. It was no, actually the, like pulling teeth to watch it, and I love everything about Valley. I had to watch it over the course of three days because I could not, I could not get. <laughs> I watched it in one sitting. I couldn't. I watched it in one sitting, and I'm glad I did because I don't think I would have finished well, it otherwise. Well, it's like eighty minutes long. It's but, very short. But really, I that, fell asleep twice. <laughs> <laughs> once you, I think Netflix, in a weird way, has done us a favor because once they gave us these, uh, the Triple Frontier and the Six Below. Six um, below, six underground. Whatever, you six, know what I mean. Uh, six I was below. like, is that it right? was that bad. Was I made it through right. six minutes of six below. Right. So, and and the Mark Wahlberg just, movie just that I'm still pissed. Shine Becky made me watch 
um, made you watch. I, I had one. nothing to do with that disaster. Shai totally tricked me into watching that, and I took one for the no, team, I and I sat through that was, I asked piece of shit movie. I asked who you. It's you fine, led Lily. me to believe, Lily. It's and fine. So, we watched. We watched downhill for you, so right. don't worry. So, so anyway, so once you have these movies that you're like watching for quote unquote free on Netflix, and you're sitting there being like, okay, so I guess nobody read the script. Okay, they spent all their money on <laughs> one thing. Okay, it's free. Fine. You're like, I guess they just paid Mark Wahlberg all the money, and nobody else worked on the movie. And then you watch something like this and there's somewhat of a better plot and it's clearly a, a bigger studio film. So I, in my head, I now have like a new meh barometer. <laughs> like it, this, <laughs> things have gotten so much lower that Bloodshot, I was like, well, guys, it wasn't that bad. Well, I will say <laughs> if it was a net, compared to the Netflix movies, I it, thought it, it was much better. Like, right, exactly. Had they put that yeah, on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix had severely lowered the bar. For action movies. For action. Yeah, they raised the production value and lowered the overall right. standard. Now, Becky, I think, what was your motivation think... for watching this movie? Singularly, James Alexander, Malcolm McKenzie Frazier. Yes. That is the only reason I was Sam, Sam, Sam Hewen. 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 That was the only motivation for watching. It's Jamie on Outlander. For those he's the guy who had the... Oh, I have no idea who that is. He's the guy oh, who had the spider he's... robot suit and the boogers. Yeah, oh. and he's the one, yeah, with the Terrible. arms and the very bad American accent. So I will. Why was he so angry? Because he's the bad guy. Like, is there another no, reason? They're just, like, they just wrote in the script the like, bad like guy is guy. angry. He's a tough guy. He chews gum a lot and he shoots boogers out of his nose before <laughs> <laughs> he fights. It's his, like, pump up. The best scene in a movie I have ever seen. <laughs> and when I when I saw it, because I saw it before everybody, when I saw it, I was so shocked. Like it wasn't accidental. The way you text us, and you're like, guys, did anyone notice this? I was like, oh, I wonder if I'll notice it. It's a close up on his face. He closes it one nostril with one finger. Yeah, it's called a snot rocket. Day, and they hold on his face while he hatoys out of the oven. I couldn't oh, believe that's that it called was a, really That's called a snot rocket. Yeah, in my so, head, I'm like, this has to be, this couldn't be real. I misinterpreted what's, something. What's was amazing, like, I'm watching like, seriously this. texting. I'm watching this with Vlad. I pause it. I rewind it. We watch it several times. I take photos. And he's like, yeah, I do that all the time when I'm skiing. Like, that's what I texted yeah, you guys. That's a hockey like, that's skiing like a, thing. Skiing thing. It's like a winter activity thing where but you like, just got to get it I out. I want to know. I want to know. We need to tweet at the filmmakers or at Jamie, and I want to know: Was this no improvised else. or scripted, or did they call an audible on set, like, or did the editors catch yeah. it in the edit and keep it in? Like, I need to Vin know. Vin Diesel was like, story. "You should do a snot rocket here." <laughs> Vin Diesel's like, "You're too hot. You need to do a snot <laughs> rocket so we can take it down a peg." So I do have one theory about how this movie was made. Vin Diesel is a star, and he loves a good Vin Diesel star vehicle movie. You can tell, because he really, he did sell this on Instagram a lot. He showed pictures of himself working out and all this stuff. It seems they spent most of the budget on Vin Diesel and, and shots of Vin Diesel in the movie, and then the rest was shot, like, in somebody's basement. So I, think that's his con I think that's how his contract works. <laughs> like when Vin yeah. Diesel's on the screen, also, I thought the effects were cool. I liked the way they made Bloodshot. Bloodshot, that was a good rendition of the character on screen. And then everybody else was like in like the extras from a CW TV show being shot in a basement. So, so, I, so I, my I, favorite Vin Diesel 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nick. No, no, no you go, go ahead. ahead Shark, you're yeah. the guest. Please. I was going to say, don't be my, my favorite Vin Diesel-y, my favorite Vin diesel moment was, like, he's uh, in the, whatever, the, the place where they're all living, that weird sanctuary mm-hmm. and i turned to danielle and i'm like if he's gonna work out he's gotta at least wear the ta- the white tank top and then the next scene he's like lifting weights <laughs> in a white tank top I'm like, like that's all i asked for like that's contractually in there they're like he has to wear the fast and the furious were, tank top were those Wait. veins his veins I think so. I think he wears they his own veins. Off his veins. So wait, 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 wait. A quick, just, but just back to Vin. Just back to Vin for a sec. Okay, I have a Vin-related question. Okay, wait. I have a Vin-related question. Go. I feel like we, like, I, I was like, oh, I don't know what this movie is gonna be good if it's gonna be good at all when they wipe his memory within the first like ten minutes of the movie, and Guys, when spoilers. he wakes up, spoilers. Much longer into the movie than I had. Like, so the preview should have been. The preview should have been. This is Memento meets Edge of Tomorrow, but worse than both movies. But they put Guy Pearce in there to make a connection. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so the when they wipe his memory and he wakes back up with the heaviest Brooklyn accent ever, <laughs> I I turned to everybody and I was like. Does that make sense to anyone? Oh and God, mom asked the same question. And mom turns because around and says, memory. Vin would... Diesel. And I'm like, then just memory. call him Vin Diesel in the movie. Don't make up a name. Just say Vin oh, Diesel. I don't know. Did they have a name for I don't know if Bloodshot He doesn't Roy, have a name. Roy. Ray. Ray. Russell Ray. Josh. I'm literally, I've been studying. I think it's Ray. It is Ray. I have the book. Can I Ray. please ask my question? This is yes. a bigger question. I get that Vin Diesel is in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I understand that. But what is the Vin Diesel appeal? Like, he's no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, he doesn't have that sort of charm and humor. He doesn't really act. He just sort of is. So what is the... Here's the thing. I, I think, as a fan of Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, even that last Riddick movie... Uh, boiler Room. I think Vin and the first Fast and the Furious. I think Vin Diesel actually is like really talented, but he he seems to just sort of like take these like strange, I don't know, like cookie cutter Vin Diesel parts. I feel like he, he think could, he has more range. I think he's more range. I think he's got. I think he's very talented. I think he just picks this like really odd stuff. But do you, but I also feel that no, his I, off-screen persona when you hear all these things about Hobbs and Shaw movie and you know his rivalries Oh, whatever. With his rivalries with all of the people in the Fast and the Furious movies about how he needs, he can never get beaten up and needs to have the last punch and all that stuff. I feel like that bleeds really heavily into every role I see him in. So I just sort of, I see that and it colors. He's got an ego thing. You think? I think he's franchise guy. Look at everything he's done. He's like franchise guy. Fast and the Furious, Triple X, Pitch Black. I bet he thought Bloodshot would be a franchise until they made it. Yeah, but there are are some hubris because I feel like, and again, I have no idea, but I just seem, it seems like you get the impression that he's like, and unlike The Rock, who can literally carry almost any movie, like except that stupid skyscraper one where he was not like charming in it. And that was part of what made that movie not good. But like Vin Diesel does need a good movie around him. Right, and in right. a situation like this, where clearly, and I also feel like The Rock has a lot of 
chemistry with his co-stars, which is what gives him so much charm. Yeah, that's true. So but the Rock can do. Uh, well, Vin Diesel's done comedy, right? He did the Pacifier. But does he That's have chemistry? But does he have chemistry? No, no, the his... pacifier is Vin Diesel. I gotta is go back it? and watch that. The, the tooth fairy is the rock. Oh, the, the tooth, tooth fairy is the rock, which I watch with my kids, which has a huge hockey subplot in it, Josh, by the way. But like, <laughs> Josh, you like hockey. You should watch that movie. Um, but but I, I, I feel agree. like. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I agree. I think he needs a like a better movie around him. The Rock, and, and I agree with what Becky said, The Rock, he get like in Jumanji, he's amazing. Like he's fun in everything because he plays off everybody. Whereas I think, like if you go back to the 80s, there was a series of action stars and they all made different movies. I don't know, like who does who does Vin Diesel fit into this era's action movie? Like the this, Jason this, Statham, The Rock, right. Vin Diesel. Did he I, just, I, I mean- I was gonna say like, this is so mean, I, but like, did he jump the shark with this movie? Are no, we no, no he no. did not no. movie one of the, the shark with the this fears. movie. <laughs> so but like I was saying like like I'm re- like I was a bit disappointed that any other person wasn't in this role. I'm like you again. <laughs> don't think that that no, would have made it better. Think, see, you don't think? I think I he look I think he was a good choice for the role. I think the movie's just not like that good. Mm. I think if you told just, me there was going to be nanobites and and time and like edges, subplot. nanomites, whatever. I, I think there was, anyways, although I will say Bloodshot is a pretty one-dimensional character. Anything else in the Valiant universe would have been Eternal Warrior, actually, the- which is basically like a better version of Highlander, would have been the best one to make. Because that's kind of like Outlander, the show you guys like. It takes place throughout all of history. And it's about this immortal, these three immortal siblings. But now you think they'll never make that's anything from that comic book well they're yeah, making that, harbinger the problem, right? it was sold to another studio so it's going to be a mess they'll never make it properly but think about the movies that like this is referencing so like i, I do think that they tried to make or even the writers of bloodshot tried to turn it into like some memento or edge of tomorrow type soldier story but there was always a reason for going back in time that had to be resolved right you had to solve the murder or you need to like get further and further on your quest each time you come back to life. But in this one, they had this whole, and even in the comic book, the new one, they have this whole sort of like time travel to kill a bunch of people thing, but it's not even related to what the character cares about. Well, in so that was really kind of you have this the catch. Yeah, I know that's the catch, but then at the end of the day, the, the part about him like waking up and redoing things over, like it, it was just sort of like, coincidence what he needed to escape it wasn't like the point of it yes yeah that's a good point yeah they they missed the opportunity plus like bloodshot's connection to rye in the comic books there's there's a lot of cool stuff they could have done with this so uh, so you're saying guy pierce has jumped the shark no guy, guy pierce i i, like, I what, what is he doing i don't what know if he's, he do that? If, he's, if he's doing this uh, i mean Everyone's got to work. Everyone gets. Yeah. So moving on from the man was the guy was in momentum. Okay. So Josh, sorry. Yeah. Last word on Bloodshot. I have one more question for Becky. Okay. As a like film person, did the director just always have this vision in his mind that he or Herb? I think it was a he, but it's a um, yeah. Who I'm pretty sure only previously directed music videos. Whatever. (laughs) That that actually explains a lot. That explains a lot because I'm like. 
why was this weird killing scene in the beginning where it's like the big Lebowski killing scene? Or why is there a giant scene in the tunnel where there's flour everywhere? Is it just like the director always <laughs> had this have... vision of like, I got this cool scene where there's Actually, flour. And it's here's my theory guess... on the flower scene, Josh. Oh. I have a very, very specific theory on the flower scene. In the comic books, Bloodshot's skin is all white. And they were not going to make him all white clearly for the movie. And so they needed to do something that was a nod to that. And by having them have a fight in a giant flower truck, they were able to make Bloodshot's skin white for a few minutes. That's hilarious. No, I actually wow. would assume it's a combination of two things. One is, um, like you're saying, someone looking at a script and seeing it in these chunks of, oh, we could do something cool here, we could do something cool there, and there's just not enough connective tissue to make that narrative hold together between those individually cool scenes. And I also think it's probably a budget issue where, because you have to stick to a certain schedule and a certain budget, things get cut. Things like, whether it's scenes or effects or whatever it is that might hold a film together. Um, you only got yeah. so much Vin Diesel time. Yeah. And, uh, and okay, so let's now, speaking oh. of things that are white. And, no, no, wait, but just, just, oh, I'm oh sorry. I don't feel oh like God, we, How could we, there be more to say? Oh, wait. Well, I just don't feel like we really, we did. I just need to like, hear everybody's one last word on the snot rocket. I'm sorry. You got cut <laughs> off before. I, I need to understand. It's, I saw it thinking it was like, I accidentally saw that. Like, I saw something accidentally in a movie. It's the most and memorable part of that whole the most movie. deliberate. It's the most memorable part of so, the whole movie. Okay, so you think that he's that he's just being gross? Like, what is happening? I think he, it's a power-up move. You know? So for viewers at it's this like point it, don't know, he snots out of one nostril. We discussed this like, in detail. Yeah, it's like an I'm ready to go do things. Like, it's yeah, like you players, might like, on the bench need to shoot the, the rocket. In yeah. the last Mission Impossible, when Henry Cavell gets ready to fight and he loads his arms up and he does that, like, shit, shit thing that moved yeah. that was, like, really iconic, it's that. I'm sure... Sam Hewen was like, I need my Henry Cavill loading up my arms moment. And Vin Diesel's like, it's not Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> so you think we're going to confirm that this came from, like, notes from yeah. Vin Diesel. Guys, I sent that, that photo out to everyone. Why don't we all tweet it at Sam Hewen and ask him, you know, um, what's the origin story behind this moment? Like we always say, this was a choice. Okay. So speaking, of, we talked about flower. Now let's talk about snow, another white substance falling from the sky. Uh, we, we had been excited for a very long time to see Downhill starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. I was so How excited. How could it not be a zany masterpiece? I think especially I was, considering considering it was written directed by Nat Faxton and the other whoever that other guy is, and they've like done so many amazing, hilarious comedies. Yeah, well, this wonderful. Was definitely dark. It was basically a really so so. I watched it and then warned people not to. Becky was still looking for reasons to watch it, so she kept asking me lots of questions. Trying. I just to assumed you were wrong. I just assumed this is one of those things where like your gutter palate can't appreciate the subtle humor. So, so Jim uh, Rash is elevated. Let, let let me give my my like my top line answer though is that I think this is a good movie that was woefully mismarketed and i feel sort of i still like lied to yes and it was very depressing and and uh but the acting was fantastic julia louis dreyfus and will ferrell but it was marketed as if it was supposed to be like old school or or bringing down the house or or, just literally any comedy anything anything. remotely funny and there's and i think there are funny parts in it 
there are funny parts, but the funny parts don't line up with the rest of the tone of the film. Like, there's one character in the film who, this woman that works at the ski lodge who's from Sabrina. Yeah. Right? And she is hilarious. I mean, she is so funny, but she's not calibrated with the rest of the characters. Like, she's such a caricature, and nobody else is played like a caricature. very real. Well, yeah, exactly. Everyone else so, is very, very real, and so she's this like baby European te- character. Like test audiences, then, like they just couldn't figure out whether it was going to be a sad movie or a funny movie, and Here's then they eventually just like Here's edited it together. I think you have these. Well, comedy, it's based on a, on a a French film. On a French film, and I think oh, what happened is you have these you comedy powerhouses. <laughs> you know, the guys. Like, that why wrote, didn't somebody tell me that from the beginning? No, the guys that wrote and directed this are real. Have real comedy chops and they bring in julia louis dreyfus and will ferrell two huge comedy actors and they all get together and they say you know what we want to show everyone how we can make a drama and then they go and they make a drama and everyone's like hey man f you we don't want to see a drama from you it can have some serious we elements will we want a comedy dreyfus money for a drama. right we want them to be funny and so it's like this refusal to let them just be in a drama. And so it's very confusing. And then furthermore, truthfully, you're watching the film. And I felt like as far as a narrative goes, I was a little bit like, what is, what's this movie getting at? Where are we well, going with this? What's it getting at? What's supposed to happen Is a happy here? ending? Do they no, make up at the no, end? No, it's a pretty like upsetting ending in the sense that like, <laughs> it's about this married couple. Spoilers are coming, people. It's about this married couple Fine. who are unhappy. Like, there's no specific event. Like, his father has passed away many months ago, and he's kind of depressed, and she's just sort of feeling like her life is unrealized. But they, you know, they seem to be like wealthy and have kids and are happy and or, or should be happy, but they're just like not happy and not happy with each other, and they go on. This this ski trip and he behaves selfishly so she behaves selfishly and in the end he um she has to help him sort of earn back the respect of his kids who loses lose respect for him as like a father and then like the last scene of the oh, movie god and then the last scene of the movie the, the big premise of the movie is that there was this avalanche that happens and he didn't Go to he goes to get his cell phone. He, goes to get of, cell he phone. runs away instead of and, and, protecting and, and, his family. They're, they're they're not like they're in the avalanche that they're on. They're inside the ski. They're on the edge of the ski lodge. They're not like on the mountain. And he goes to get his cell phone. So a lot of the movie is spent debating between them and these other characters what you would do if someone what you should do in that scenario. And then the last scene of the movie is uh, the the two couples that are the focus of the movie are standing outside of the ski lodge and a big lump of snow falls off of the ski lodge as if it's like a mini avalanche and everybody steps away from each other and doesn't help anyone. And then the movie ends. So it's like this. So our lesson is, is like they're all selfish and unhappy. Like it was very European. But I also felt like that like particular moment of the ending feels like exactly how all people would react in that very specific instant of a pile of snow coming down you would all instinctively jump backwards and assume the people around you would jump backwards i would definitely but yet it's push my off. wife out of the way you don't think you just would have all so, jumped backwards i, know, I would have absolutely grabbed my wife and moved her or oh, my kids okay. 
Well, if it was my kids, yes, I would have like definitely my wife covered. But you're like my you're like my husband. He can jump out of the way himself. That's exactly what I'm thinking. So tall that that snow's gonna hit. Like I would think an adult can jump backwards for themselves, but like a child, I would probably push out. I mean, I would probably. Probably. I'd like to think that we would we would act nicely. Lily and I. Lily and I once drove a car off the road in the snow and got dad's yes. car covered in snow remember that we never yeah did. this is we're revealing it well right we now. had i know and we had like a, like a bunch of frat guys who were like so nice that pulled over and helped us pull, pull the car yeah. out and but we, it was odd when we showed up where we were going the that like, there was like seven feet of snow on the car so we I, we, drove, we drove up to montremblanc and people are like what the hell's wrong with that car the car like there was so good i didn't had been, think like, to stuck. dust the car off? no no, no it no was good. like there was it was an enormous amount of snow all over the car because it was i mean or the, you're just lazy like, it looked know. like the car had it, it looked like the car was in an avalanche it was pretty funny all right so, um, so yeah. in the in the um late 2000s danielle and i were in um god shy what was that bar in dupont circle where we used to go watch football uh the the foggy bottom billiard? something buffalo, the front buffalo billiards uh, maybe the front it was page. the front page the front page yeah it was like one of those bars maybe it's buffalo billiards and uh danielle and i were watching the dallas cowboys giants game and then a fight broke out in between no. all the players uh, all the people Ooh. in the bar with, um, at the, the end of the game and there were like 40 seconds left and I was like, Danielle, if you want to stay, you're on your own. And she wanted to stay, so I just abandoned her. So maybe I'm like the depraved characters. In this well, you movie. had a conversation about it. You gave yeah. her a choice. Well, it was sort of like very instinctive. I was like, eh? And she said, this, It no. sounds like this conversation, like, <laughs> it sounds like this conversation is more interesting than this movie. Yes. I'm talking about what we all would have done. And it makes me sad. It's a well-acted and and I have to say, if there's one if there's one reason to watch the movie, is that it's it's, it's an hour and twenty five minutes. No, is that they stay in the nicest hotel room, and I just kept on being like, oh my god, I want that hotel room. That is the perfect family hotel yeah, room. I, I generally don't enjoy movies where like people have both the familial and financial sort of comforts and can't. Yeah, you don't. You say always life. say this. You don't like well to do, not like people with nice things and nice families complaining the whole movie. You're yeah, like, stop like, fucking like, complaining. We can all have a hard time, but like be optimistic, positive in your life, and like do the right. work. Like make your family, you know. <laughs> anyways, like I mean, especially if you have a hotel room that comes better... with a kitchen, like a beautiful one with like a, I think it has like a wolf range Ooh. in it or something. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful kitchen, and gorgeous I mean, bathrooms, and so a living room, and a and, fireplace. And she gets so upset when he invites those other people over, and all she has or, to like, serve is goldfish. She's like, all I have is goldfish and carrot sticks. This is humiliating. And you're like, that sounds like a pretty rad snack to me. Why? That's like lots of food groups. <laughs> or just order room service because you're clearly very rich. <laughs> I don't know. I think we go back to marketing, though. And that's Josh's expertise that yes. if a movie is so gravely mismarketed, and you always, I've saw Julia and Will on countless talk shows. And I love the two it up. of them. And they were playing, playing it up, like it up it and comedy. talking about it. And they were playing it up like a comedy. And it might be because they had such a great time making the movie. Which like, I, have I don't to say know. could I have been why this probably movie what was it made. Is. And comedians yeah. find dark things funny. True, but, but I just think that like they funny. did a disservice because I was expecting like old school in the snow. Or do you think the the marketing um, was coronified? Like, hey, if people were marketing a super depressing movie about families that have a hard time getting along with before. each other right now, would anybody would see that? But people wouldn't see that anyway, and they wouldn't see that especially starring Will Ferrell. No, no this is before. 
I think. Like they right, started this marketing. Special well, special guest here who's well, making well, lots of squeaks and squawks. Well, I apologize. Well, I, see well, I know. That. I have a good solution. Um, where... Put yourself on mute. No, no. I just put Becky on. Stop mute. it! I can see you <laughs> muting me. I'm being discriminated against for being a working mother. Let that be known. <laughs> Shy, why don't you just re-edit? <laughs> Shai, yeah. why don't you just re-edit the marketing previews for the movie? Maybe you can oh see my God, better. Imagine. Oh my God, that would be That'd funny. That would be so funny. Put like some ominous music. Have you ever seen, I've seen this online, there is an ominous version of the different strokes introduction done with like really scary stalker music <laughs> where it has like Mr. Drummond going to the to the schoolyard and like welcoming Willis and that's funny. Uh, Arnold into his car. <laughs> right, Arnold? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's like really um, but you know what? That I feel like I can't tell if this is gonna make my like string of not like I watch the, the only movies I've watched this month are Jumanji two, which I didn't finish, even though it was a joy. I just like I don't know have that time you to have finish to finish, finish it. right? You don't I have feel to finish like it. However much you watched is enough. It's good enough, and it's very cute. And then this piece of shit movie, <laughs> I'm sorry, Bloodshot. Is, is Becky doing this this episode from the OBGYN's chair? Do you see how she's <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, I'm but on the yeah. Floor. That's, that's, I'm also on the Becky. Floor you have an office. Why? Oh, because you're playing I'm with your playing baby. With the baby, and she was. A sleep in my room office that's so oh. generous office oh. where i keep my bed and the bassinet <laughs> and the change table you're right my office there happens to be a printer in there i becky's, guess it's an office becky's going there's diapers and a printer full crotch shot Do you have a chair the microphone <laughs> as the sensor no that's not true i've readjusted now and so wait so i'm gonna cap off my like epic amazing quarantine like the shit pile of movies i've seen like i'm so annoyed i've wasted this quarantine on stupid movies with tonight we're watching oh, it's not ending lily so don't worry. oh i guess i have more i have more quarantine you haven't wasted movies. the quarantine you have um, months more <laughs> this is a good point but we're gonna watch the new guy Ritchie movie tonight and i maybe i could you know Ooh, convince you dum-dums to watch yes, it too i definitely want to see that which one the gentleman which the had gentleman. one commercial i saw one commercial i've never seen McConaughey. Oh, that looked kind of cool. I wanted to see Hugh that. Grant as oh, a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy from Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam from Sons oh, yeah, of yeah. Anarchy. All, oh, I, mean, I love Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Doesn't he I'll, also kind of have like a bit of the Taylor Kitsch curse Jack. where like any yeah, yeah. movie he makes. He yeah. made an amazing <laughs> TV show and he can't He'll make never a movie. be Jax again. Yeah. But right. Jax is a great character. Yeah. So we gotta, you know. And he's, so he's good, not the main really actor. Have they yeah. played brothers yet in like, the movie? It's flopped. Probably I feel should like be that's British <laughs> He should be British. You need a movie with what? He is Taylor British Kitsch, Thor, and Charlie Hunnam. Like those three guys together. And maybe Thor's like less famous brother. Right, yeah. Whoever that guy is, the, the other the Miley Cyrus Hemsworth, guy. the Hems, the other Hemsworth. Um, but yeah, there it takes place in England, and um, so he will be Charlie will get to be British, and you know, um, I think Guy Ritchie's a great director. So those are, the cast is good, and I watched only like one tiny preview for it, and I'm like, you know what? Good job. Don't market this movie. Don't tell anybody what it's about. Don't show previews. And then maybe we'll like it. I'm look in the old days. You just looked at the box, the VHS, and then suddenly you were watching some Dan Aykroyd, you know, Dan Aykroyd classic. Now, one thing that has come back, and, and we are Ugh, lucky. The box. Some shows were always in the, some shows were always in the hopper. They were always on their way, on their way in. 
uh, are coming. And so we, we are getting to see some seasons of shows and the final season of Future Man is upon us. And I have actually prepared something, a little bit of a snippet because we're using Zoom now. I, I'm going to try to do like some of some technology in a way that Lily has always wanted me to do. If you're so, just going to hold up your phone to the microphone, you could have been doing that the whole time. No, just hang on. Can you see my screen uh, right now? Can you see my screen? Wait, right I don't now? want spoilers. No, it's not I don't spoilers. Want spoilers. It's not spoilers. I just put together a very special supercut for you guys. Okay, it's also from episode three, so don't be babies. Okay, everybody, I get ready. Seen season one. Just don't worry. Yeah. You're treating me like a goddamn Josh. Hey, you're running around free doing whatever you like while I'm Josh. stuck here changing the Josh's bandages. I change them too. Once, and halfway through, you gave up and you handed them to me. Oh. Oh, yeah, I'm a stench. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I must be bad today. All right. So, someone needs to change the Josh. <laughs> Fine. I'll do it. <laughs> and, and I don't know what to make of it anymore. I'm starting to think it's all in my head, and I'm just going crazy. Josh, do not go down this road. Remember the miracle of the goo? It was a knob. Okay, I found a knob with my hand. That's something I could have done on my own completely. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so that so they call just... somebody who's... I don't get it. The third I mean, it's funny. One of the main characters is Josh, and the other, the other characters, the... <laughs> I always think he's an idiot. And I just thought, in honor of our guests, in honor of Return of the Show, I would do that super cut for everyone. That's amazing. That's also going to be our promotional for this episode. That's amazing. Uh, I do I mean, I have to... love... Yeah. I have to Go say ahead. that I'm I'm grateful that all these like shows got out of production like were made and had release dates before this, and so I feel like it's like great timing that we get um, Future Man and Ozarks Casa de Papel, which is Money Heist and the Wait, Boys. Wait, there's more Money Heist coming? Yeah, it's already <gasps> been released on Friday. There's Money Heist was released season. We'll have or, to get we'll have to get Alana to talk about right Chapter Four whatever they call it. Wow, Part wow. Four. And then you've got the boys. You got Last Kingdom. Oh. I, I I got there's a bunch Ooh, of stuff. Last but then Kingdom, also twenty sixth. I'm also, very excited. I would like to say I got some. I I paid Last Kingdom forward. My friend Mark. Uh, I I knew that the show was made for him. And Josh, we did good. Do you know how Lily? Kingdom. How Lily? You were like my spirit guide through Last Kingdom. Yes. He needed now the you. same. He needed the same thing for me. He was texting me the whole time. He just called me up saying things like Uchard, son of Uchard. <laughs> Yeah, Our addictive. friend Brad just started watching it too. Brad is as big of a Vikings fan as I am. Yeah. So, it's so last very and and Aya Cash from You're the Worst is in the next season of The Boys. The Boys, she plays yeah. In, uh, nice. A new character. So I think that'll be that'll be good. But Future um, Man season three. So who? So Future Man. If you people haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. Only seen a few episodes. Bananas. The craziest mix of comedy <laughs> and sci-fi, but it's it's genuine sci-fi. But it is super r-rated humor and um it stars eliza coop and Derek wells and um josh hutcherson josh hutcherson from the hunger games Peter, and, and he's Peter. Peter, yeah and and then seth Pita. rogan is in this last season and he produced the show uh i thought i finished the season in less than you know it's short it's half hour episodes and eight episodes i'm, I'm expiring here guys i'm so sorry yeah. i have a baby on my lap that is very cranky you can just get up and leave and text or, us. You don't or have text to us and say, hold on, I have to turn. turn yeah. there, there. I mean, do you not know how the yeah. podcast works? <laughs> you, just, you just muted her. <laughs> so I was just saying, I think I have to say goodbye. Oh, okay. Okay. 
We know your handle. Bye. Oh. <laughs> See you. It's like the worst <laughs> older sibling treatment that we could ever give a young Hey, Sunny, say goodbye to your aunt and uncle. Sunny, to your sunny tio. middle name yeah. Douche. Oh. <laughs> and her nickname Douche. 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 Oh. No. He does not have a middle name or a nickname. Oh. All right, we got to go. All you guys right. are being Bye. jerks. I don't even love you. Goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Bye. I have no shout outs because I don't like any of you. <laughs> Noted. No shout outs. You, Josh. <laughs> Douche. Sort of. I sort of somewhat can tolerate you. Goodbye. <laughs> In small doses. That's what she thinks of you. Bye, guys. Hi. Bye. So, uh, Future Man. Anyways, I, I like season three a lot. I thought it was a great ending. I think when shows don't last for a long time, you're always worried that like, oh, is that last season going to make things unfulfilled? I thought they did an awesome job. I thought they brought it home with the characters really well. So I recommend it as a, if shows, people are looking for a show to knock off in like a week, season one, two, three, great show. Uh, okay. A week only in your life. The rest of us have, I, I don't even know. Look, you, if you can don't see sleep... TV at a rate of four X everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chai watches them on fast forward, like people who listen no, to the I, podcast. I watch in like ten minute increments when I wake up from my restless sleep. That's that's part of yeah, my. Oh, sleep. that's actually. And on the treadmill. Okay, uh, today is also a special day. It is it's April fifth, and we're taping this. It is REM's fortieth anniversary, and uh, Josh is uh, Josh and I are obviously mega fans. Lily's a huge fan, right? Mm-hmm. And Lily, you've seen them in concert because we've gone, we went together. With and both you, went, you and Josh. You're right. You've been with me. Although, and Josh, I have a theory about this because I've been uh, super disappointed with Michael Stipe on social media. Just singing oh, into really? Instagram. So, yeah, he I don't know what you expected. Like the, I know, but it's just like, how much, how much money do you think would be raised if all the super groups that have broken up? would just record a song Josh, and ask for donations. So instead Josh, of Michael Stipe singing... you're onto something. Like, instead of Michael Stipe recording yet another slow, like, song that uh, I just can't get inspired by, what if he just recorded a new song with Bill Berry, Mike Mills, and Pete Buck? Right, like, they all have studios in their Online. Houses. Doesn't need to be live. Just record your parts in the studio and sell that song. You'd raise a ton of money. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Tweet so that's that. my theory. That's my pitch. I, I will say, yeah, I, mean, I don't think I love, he cares. The, our members of REM referred to REM as a three-legged dog without Bill Berry. I thought they produced great music. By the way, rest in peace, Bill Rieflin, the guy who was the drummer for many of the years in the later years when we saw REM, he died um, uh, at, a, at, a, at a fairly young age, I believe from cancer, um, which is really sad. Um, but uh, yeah, like... I, so if there were a three-legged dog, there a one-legged dog lately. Although I do enjoy Pete Buck and Mike Mills, some of the stuff they've done without them. But REM, great band, in my view, the greatest American rock band. Um, hot take maybe, but they're they're great. Uh, what else have you guys been watching? Rex shoutouts. Ozark. Becky has none, by the way. Uh, what? Becky has none. Becky has she she has <laughs> nothing to say to anyone. She was pissed. Um, she and she's not watching a ton of stuff, but um, uh, she'll save it for next week. Uh, I've been watching Ozark. I don't know if anybody else watches this show. It's a bit dark for you, Shay. I feel like you have a certain 
stress level. Ozark strikes me as one of these mystery shows I'm going to start, and then it's going to be canceled in the middle. So I'll watch Ozark when it finishes. Tell me when it's done, and then I'll watch it. I don't know if you'd like it. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know if you'd like Uh, it. We did like half a season. Uh, I don't know. Everyone loves it. I just, we couldn't get through it. I enjoy watching Jason Bateman stressed. Like I, that's something I enjoy. <laughs> like I find him delicious and like he's running around in like a, a button up and he's all stressed about numbers and the cartel. And I'm like, I mean, I can do that. Um, and so this was a scenario where you're like, it's season three. Is this going to get old? I don't know if this is good. And they brought in, you know who they brought in for season three? If you, if you, I don't know if you both have, Chai, you've watched Banshee. I don't know if you've watched that, Josh. That's a great show. Oh, dude, uh, you're looking for a show to watch? Three seasons, watch, I think. Watch yeah, that's Banshee's a, good show. a great show. I, like, I didn't finish so, it. But... The um, white supremacist cop, the, oh, the yeah, white supremacist yeah, that ref- get, is reformed mm. and he becomes yeah, a cop, yeah. they bring him into season three of Ozark. He's a, he's a great actor, and that's like shakes up the story a bit. I'm enjoying it. Look, I like I said last week, it's hard to find something that everybody in this hodgepodge of a household I have can watch. I've got my parents living with us, uh, my Spanish husband who only wants to see horror anything with like, there's not lots, it's not murdery, he doesn't want to see it. So, you know, mom who's literally watching on Netflix, the like, the family by the lake. And it's like, yeah, with Treat Williams. And once you know Treat Williams is in it, then you have an idea of what I'm talking about. It definitely has all the other cast from the CW shows. And it's like the family and then the mother comes back and then the daughter this. And it's like, and mom's like, oh, this is so great. So I've got mom. And so I'm like, you know what? An accountant involved with the cartel is something I can get away with with these people. (laughs) Something for everyone. What What about you, Josh? What else are you watching? Uh, so we've got like also a hodgepodge of things that I can recommend. So first of all, I- I'm going to just as standing order until you watch them, I'm going to continue to, uh, flout the magicians and Battlestar Galactica for you, but just, Hey, you, you know, you keep doing you shy and slowly. I think you would enjoy them too. But anyway, magicians, um, Lily, I think you should really magician. watch a show that's about government in space in the future. No, no, I'm there. Nothing with the word Galactica <laughs> will be on my television, so, but I, anyway, magician, so those are have, my... I'm intrigued with magicians. Your, your mom loves them. So anyways, those are my standards until you watch them. But we've been watching with the kids a ton of Lego Masters, which has been awesome. Great. It's really fun. It's like a um, baking, baking show with Legos, right? Yeah, it's great. And uh, I won't yeah, do it because really, really I, don't wanna, I, I won't watch it because I don't want to pay for Legos right now. If I have to go out and buy Legos right now, like I'm bracing nah, for the economic they'll, they'll enjoy the show. They'll, they'll enjoy the show. Uh, like you, Lily, you could literally just parrot your reactions to the Watchmen, but I really, it's really cool. It's just not something I'm consuming super fast. And when Danielle watches it with me, she's like, I don't get it, <laughs> but it's good. Um, we've been working our way through Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is hilarious. The last, we just saw the episode that had John Hamm and it was amazing. Um, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, we watched Hidalgo with the kids last night, which is an oldie, but a goodie. And I would highly oh. recommend it. Josh likes the uh, oeuvre of Vigo Mortensen. I mean, I do too. <laughs> I but, do like Vigo Mortensen. But I, that's a good one because I, I, we are watching uh, once or twice a week. We have like mom movie night and dad movie night, we've decided, or dad, mom's movie club and dad's movie club. And so you, you always want like a good one. We watched You've Got Mail and mom watched uh, mom, Allie. <laughs> uh, mom in our house uh, watched uh, Secret Garden with the kids from 1993, which. Seem, seemed very. That, that, the only that has thing I remember, to do with the Springsteen song. 
No, that was from another movie, I think. <laughs> I was waiting for the Springsteen song. It wasn't in it, but I just kept walking around like muttering the secret garden. And great song. That that yeah, so so that was that was on that was something that Allie watched. I um I have been trying to do a balance of watching like some light things, you know, revisiting some old shows. Like I've been watching Everybody Hates Chris and uh on on the cbs all access game a month that is the worst streaming service i will be canceling it <laughs> as soon as possible they have half they, they don't have full seasons of shows so that's, like that to me infuriates me that's like amazon prime in europe what's the point offers of that like season two and four of shows oh no 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 it doesn't you're like what the that. fuck am i supposed it to has, do with that it has season one two and three and four of everybody hates chris but like only the odd number episodes of seasons one and two <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, it, and, and it just it's not reliable it is not good they're selling their their special cbs all access shows like the good fight and jean-luc picard and i'm, I'm not interested it, it's not a good service i will be canceling it when the month is over um uh but then i've been i've been digging up some old movies that i've just always wanted to see or that have intrigued me that have been on any one of the services that we've been watching and i can see the, why you're busy because my god one of the one of the movies. This that, is an enormous amount of content. <laughs> again, I watched them in really strange moments. Like while the kids are like, I'm waiting for the kids to fall asleep in their room. I was watching Night of the Living Dead, which the original 1968 weird. Night of the Living Dead. That is an amazing. I, I mean, I know it's supposed to be amazing, but I've never seen the whole thing. I've only seen sort of iconic clips. But absolutely amazing, absolutely terrifying. Had nightmares because of it. But it's not as crazy gory as any like subsequent movies in the zombie genre would be and then i dug up this albert brooks movie from 1985 or so called lost in america and the premise of that is albert brooks and his wife played by julie haggerty they sell everything they own and they go to live in a winnebago like they sell their and 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 it's about this like brief period where they where they live that way and it was just classic albert brooks being hilarious and i i recommend that one as well so the, those are those are the things I've been uh, dusting off, trying to get to stuff that I've always wanted to see. Although I will say, I am slightly, slightly more intrigued by horror these days. I'm, Which is so uh, weird. Why? You think you'd just, I think yeah, because all time. we're living of all time. in a horror movie now. I don't know. I know, but you're like, you have, a, like, what are the rules with your anxiety? Like, I can't I don't, figure I it out. I honestly don't know. <laughs> like, Night of the Living Dead is probably, like, the worst possible thing to have watched right now. I know. And I was just, I was really. Yeah, like, curb your enthusiasm stresses you out. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's too much for me. It is really bizarre. Like, I always remember that scene from Vanilla Sky in the beginning oh. where, um, where, like, driving Times around. Is empty and that, that's really what it is now. Oh, Shy, while yeah. you were here, your daughter learned to ride a bike. Oh, that's good. You you taught her virtually. Let's be clear. You and my I, wife. I want a little bit of credit. I you She's get riding her bike I will now. not take credit for it. I didn't even try to teach my kids things that caused me anxiety. Teaching my kids to ride a bike. Well, she did it. Just saw and, the video proof. Mazel tov. And uh, yeah, I don't know what what the rules of my anxiety are. Strange, to be honest, especially when it comes to content. Uh, do you guys uh, where where can people follow you guys, Lily? Chichi, C H I C H I K Gomez on the Twitter, Gomez with a Z, and same thing on Letterbox. To Josh, rate and review music. Josh, do you want people to follow? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at at Josh Crew on the Twitter and Instagram. I don't really post too much content these days, but um, I'm more consuming. 
It's way too much content. A lot of content. Uh, you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table. You can follow Becky at Paper BK Princess. How mad do you think she is at us right now? Like, nah, Becky? Mad? Are you kidding not, me? Not serious mad, right? We would no. have gotten text messages if she was serious mad. That was mad? No, she called, us, she she called us jerks. Are you kidding me? I feel like that was a compliment. Okay, fair enough. So at Paper BK Princess on Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can follow, uh, if you want to catch up with me on some of the other projects that I'm working on these days, I am now. Because when you have so much time on <laughs> In your, your spare hands. time. In your uh, spare time. On Mondays and Thursdays, we are live streaming uh, Kathy DeToro and Chris Kampsch's uh, Kathy of the Leg Warmers, Chris of Dingleberry Dynasties, absolutely insane variety show, Sugar Highway. They're streaming it from Florida, and I'm uh, producing it with uh, another new pal, Helen Hennessy. And uh, every once in a while, Helen and I pop into the show. But in general, it's Kathy and Chris like singing songs, telling jokes, dressing up their dad or uh, Chris's dad in a green screen suit and having him be a dancing floating head. It's, it's pretty wild. And uh, streaming the Gold Nerds uh, live on a regular basis these days. So I'm, yeah, I guess I would say I got, some, I got some stuff happening. You can follow all of Friday Night Movie at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow everything also at Friday Night Movie Pod. Leave us a rating and a review on any one of the sites that you do stuff at. Uh, for podcasts and the theme music is by what does it eat and howie and i actually did some technical testing and we're so excited for this we're probably going to do uh some sort of streamed uh show with with howie playing and me talking because we tried to like coordinate playing drums and and uh, it can't work it, it can't work uh but, but that'll become this one as well uh and with that later guys bye bye i love you guys bye Having like a Ferrero Rocher? What's happening? Just a, a mini Reese's peanut butter cup. Can you I have a, a Ferrero, Ferrero Rocher? Ferrero <laughs> Rocher. Becky's like giving out. Do they have those in the states? Those are so popular here. Do they have those in the state? Actually, they do have them in the states. No, they do. <laughs> they they? Good point. Because my memories of all of them are just being stacked in Montreal. My mom had a basket business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I say that because when Tanya comes chocolate. to visit, she brings us food. Okay, so we've established Canada and Europe. Is it available in the states? Yeah, I don't know. People, people like them here. People yeah, I think it is. When Tanya comes to visit, you know, she just brings us food from Costco. Like she brides, brings us bulk food from her Costco in Keswick. And the last thing she brought us was a bulk box of. Ferrero Rochers. There was like 80 Ferrero Rochers.